What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Eddie, from Flex Machine Tools, and welcome to this live segment of Flex and Friends, our video cast and podcast experience where I get to sit down with, chat with, hang out with, and pick the brain of the industry's loudest, proudest, best, brightest, most passionate, and profound thought leaders, and we are talking about everything, you guessed it, manufacturing. So today, we have yet another amazing friend who has a rather diverse background, and we are going to be diving headfirst in the conversation. So without further ado, because I know that you didn't come here to listen to me, let's bring in our good friend and next VIP guest, Matt Goosey. Here we are. All right, Matt, it is official. You are in the Flex and Friends platform, man. First and foremost, it's awesome to have you here. Let's get things rolling, man. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing wonderful, Eddie. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you and what a great day to not only have a great day, but to talk about some cool things within the industry and to learn about you because you're a pretty interesting guy nonetheless, but I won't spoil anything here. But as we now have the episode started, we are live on all these big platforms. Let's learn a little bit about you. So obviously you got a lot of things going on and have done a lot of cool things, but we're going to start first with who is Matt personally and professionally Go and feed us, man. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, some of the guests who have been on this show have been amazing, and it's going to be it's a high standard to live up to their expectations. But so, thank you for doing that. Um, me personally, uh, well, I'm getting older, but uh, I have um, been married for coming on 33 years to lovely wife Vicky, and uh, and I have two children. Um, I, and then also now, recently, just I have two grandchildren. One was born last Friday, so I'm pretty excited about that. Right on, man. So the, the family tradition is going to carry on with a goosey because it's a little boy. So we're excited for that. That's amazing. Kudos and congrats to you, man. And 33 years married. That is a, that, that's a thing. I'm, I'm going to do the cliche thing real quick, man. What's your number one piece of advice? Now, I'm a married man, and I know there's some married individuals listening. We got to know what's your secret sauce, man. Um, Communication and just being a joint venture and uh, – I really don't have no secret sauce, I guess. No worries. Hey, communication is a thing. Nonetheless, that's relevant across the board. So, which is great that we kind of get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. Um, and, and congratulations, obviously being a parent for me is wonderful. Um, and I, I can only imagine how awesome it'll be to be a grandparent. And I, I love being able to see the joy on my parents' faces uh, whenever they get to see my children, because it's just a whole different type of a type of love and it's wonderful to see so congrats and kudos to you on the newest edition and carrying on the goosey name so you want to kind of maybe dive into your, your professional side because i know we'll get into your business but maybe just give us a quick step in before we get rolling man yeah um so i was born and raised on the farm growing up as a kid and uh eighth grade we my mom and dad decided to move into town and um you know about the end of middle school you kind of decide well what are you going to do for a living and i always had that farm background and I didn't know what I really wanted to do, but um, my dad would been a machinist and he had worked in a machine shop and actually it's the same building we're in today. And I got asked to sweep the floor and, and I just kind of fell in love with um, manufacturing, making things. And I just wanted to carry that tradition on. And so I used my mind and my hands and I was always good with that. And, and I guess we'll get into the details more and more why, why, why I do what I do, what I do today. Exactly. Helping kids. Yes, yes. I, I, I really thought for a sec you were about to say, you know, I just fell in love with sweeping the floor, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I'm man. pretty good at it. 
Oh, I bet. I bet, man. You, you're probably as good at sweeping the floor as you are being a married man and father. So I appreciate it. That's good stuff. So, so we got to know you a little personally and professionally. And as we roll on, hey, everybody, even though this is our live-specific segment on this video cast, that does not mean we cannot pull up your questions or comments. So if you are watching this live, hop in your comment section on Facebook or on YouTube or on LinkedIn. You never know. We may pull your comment or question up and answer it and address it in real time. So I'll see each and every one of you soon in that comment section. But as we roll this conversation on, Matt, I love asking individuals what their passion is or what they're passionate about because I feel like it really says a lot about a human being. So for you, let's talk about what you're passionate about, man. Well, for my, I guess my, if we want to go back to the personal thing, cycling, uh, I've been a, ever since I got married, I, I've been in cycling. So I've been cycling for 33 years. It's something I, I always wanted to do is keep in shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really become the new golf because everybody likes to cycle and talk and you can meet up and meet people. But I guess the main reason why I like to cycle is because, you know, owning a business, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of, a lot of things that come up and it's my free time. So every day I take two hours of the day and I just go riding and I live in a area of Wisconsin that there's very low traffic and some, when I'm cycling, my mind's cleared and I always have a goal every, after every ride, I come up with three things and, you know, ride, and it's hard to write it down. So I always come up with, um, I did a Dale Carnegie class. So I do abbreviations. And when I get back from my cycle ride, I write those things down mm-hmm. and I come up with some of my great, great greatest ideas and um you know during those rides over the years i just the things i i see kids in high school struggling with career paths and that's always been one of my main goals is to help kids go down the right career career path not take the wrong one or being told like i did growing up um you're going to be a loser someday and you're just you're not going to go to further college and so so I'm passionate about cycling and then I'm passionate about education. Like I mm-hmm. tell people, if I wasn't a business owner, I'd probably be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with kids and mm-hmm. uh, finding their gifts and talents. Very good. Very good. And I think it's awesome that you you uh, picked up cycling or that now you picked it up, but you've been holding on to it and been, and been utilizing it as really a tool. And it's so wonderful because it's 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 very difficult, I'm sure, to have your phone on you. <laughs> You know, when you when you're riding a bike. So what what a great way to force yourself to really break out of that environment and to give yourself the time to think. I think that's wonderful and, and such a such a wonderful sport and really uh, something really that, that's just a fantastic workout as well as a fitness guy myself. Respect and kudos because that takes that takes some solid set of legs there, my man, which is cool. Cool. And then so now that we've got Matt and a little bit of flavor. Oh, we've actually got a comment here. Look at that. Oh. We got one one to get things started off. Hey, Chris. Hey, girl. My girl, Chris. It's good to see you. Good to hear from you. Matt, you are truly inspiring. Thanks for sharing that tool. Man, look at that. Already adding value, and we haven't even got to the meat of it. So, Chris, thank you so much. And that's a big shout out to anybody else. Jump in that comment section, no matter what platform you're seeing us on. We'll pull you up live. We'll give you a shout out. So, that being said, as we continue or we keep things going, you got a pretty interesting little journey into manufacturing. Love getting to know you personally. Love talking about your passion, but let's just kind of dive in. You gave us a little preface earlier. So, let's hear a little bit more about that, man. Yep. So, my dad started MRS machining back in high school and I graduated, well, I graduated and um, the owner got killed in a car accident and basically they ended up closing the doors. So my dad started basically by accident, not by plan. Mm-hmm. And he took some of the material and stuck it in his garage. And then they just asked him, Hey, Raj, my dad's name is Roger. Hey, can you machine these parts? And my dad said, well, I'll give it a try. And to this day, 
Eddie, I have no idea how he did it. He had a little salt pen laid and he had indicators going everywhere. And he, he made it happen and and on. He just decided, well, we're going to open a business. And so he, my mom and him went to a senior attorney. How do you open a business? Because nobody knew. Well, then they figured it out. And then the, the attorney goes, oh, what are you going to call it? And goes, well, we want to be a woman owned. So that's where the MRS comes from. It doesn't stand for Matt's really smart or Matt's really stupid or anything like that. But or more rework and scrap. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Well, you took all my first three guesses out of the way. So, yeah. Well, there's there's been others along the way. Trust me. Got um, you. So we just have Got fun you. with it. But we so it's usually misses. That's what it's for. Yep, like it's misses. No way. Exactly. Oh, it is that's actually unique. I love that. I, that's so crazy. That's awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's just so interesting. I didn't know that. No, nope, you know we're we have quite a few women working here and. I'm, I'm passionate about women in manufacturing and I love to see that movement right now with women in the manufacturing because, you know, everybody asking why, why are you so passionate about it? Well, I'm going to tell you, men can't multitask for number one, women can do like 20 things at once. And what do they do with their hair and their face? Well, they got to make their hair look nice and their, their makeup look nice. Well, what do you think it does when it comes to their work and making parts and machining? All that goes right into those parts and all their work is, you know, perfect. So, we, you know, we, if you come here, you're going to see more, you know, in the front end and the back end, you're going to see a lot of women and you see, a, you, we have a couple of women machinists here and they're, they're amazing in themselves. So those are valid kind of- points. Look at Matt calling us guys out because you know what? And there's not a single guy cause he's wrong, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that is so cool to learn about the empowerment. Like I thought I knew some stuff about you, but that's super interesting so man mrs man all the things the things you learn when you talk to cool people so thanks for highlighting a little bit of your journey um very interesting path into that but it's so cool that you that you're still just sticking with it and you're still just rocking your passion and then so from that that brings you now to to where you are so you want to kind of dive into again where you are and kind of what you're doing for manufacturing because i just know you're doing so much man yeah um you know this career path of getting kids you know, every like I tell people, every kid has a, a gift and talent, and it needs people need to help them find that. And back in I don't know, right around 2000, I knew there was going to be this. I don't I call it a training gap, like Titan Gear, what I call it. It's not a skills gap; it's a training gap because mm. they kicked all the tech ed school programs out of schools. And you know, we all we all we only know what we know. So I tried to do my own education center here, and and I failed at it. And, Geez, what did they what did they do to fail at it? And just behold, every you know, I, I said God has a plan. About a month later, after I was feeling bummed after the last, I had six people come in, come in. I took them right off the street, hired them. We tried to train them a trade, and it just didn't work out. Well, Craig Krakowski comes. I meet him down at AMTS down in Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's the Super Bowl of manufacturing, by the way. And this guy was told me he wanted to start a job shop in his school, and here I'm feeling low. That I just failed, but I just met Craig and this guy's a rock star. Hey, Craig, when you get a job at this tech school, let's meet up and let's figure this thing out. So long and behold, about a year later, Craig calls me up and said, Hey man, I'm over here at Oliver Strum. Hey, can we get together and talk? Well, come on over, Craig. So Craig came over and I could speak on this for hours, so I'm gonna try to cut it short. You and did. and my dad always had a, a mono, one hand's for giving and one hand's for receiving. So he told Craig, my hand's forgiven today. What What do you need? And Craig says, I don't know, but I'll take a machine or two. So my dad gave him a CNC mill, and we ended up giving him a CNC lathe. And and uh, 
he took and ran with it and and then he got his kids inspired over there and it's just be kind of this is kind of fun you know when you start working with kids that you know come from a lot of these kids come from broken homes and that they were not have a, a career path or choice to go down if someone like us mentors would help them along the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i just kind of fell in love with it and that that's been going good okay well now how do we how do we get in other schools was my next question and right and you, you pick up the phone and you try calling and then you knock on doors and none of that works mm-hmm. well i started doing basket i started fishing in football games and i started getting friends with a coach i'm like hey coach how would you like me to come and explain the rules and talk about some team building skills well what coach in the world ain't going to tell you to do that you know amen advice so the next day you go in there well now i'm in the back door of school the kids are talking about it now they're telling the principal the guidance counselor and all they're calling me and it, it worked out pretty good so i don't take no for an answer eddie <laughs> I know when i was yeah when i was in high school i was told granted i wasn't the very pleasant kids at school and i was just told you're going to be a loser you're not going to be successful and i always kind of took that personally and i'm going to say okay i'm not i'm going to figure out a way to be try to be successful and mm-hmm. my success has come from people that i meet along the way and not what i personally done you know the, right. the team here at mrs is amazing so you know so how do you work with schools i guess the big thing is go to go to their building and then um tell them they're important and then invite them to your building and and if you want to put some numbers behind it and everybody i'm kind of a if you, i say if you can't measure it you can't manage it mm-hmm. so just like in the last year we get interns that come in in the summer and right now this year we have last year we had three this year we have four uh usually we got a 50 percent employment ratio of that well okay i go spend an hour at a career fair to school i did three of them this year i got four four students well if I hire them two full time and you put two hundred thousand dollars of sales revenue to each student, that's four hundred thousand dollars a year. So I just spent maybe a day or three days and just, you know, if you really want to do the math, I made four hundred thousand dollars in sales just because I've showed up at a school and a career full career a career fair and talked some kids that come in about manufacturing. It's not that hard. You just have to put a little time into it. Sure, sure. And then so that's that's talking about cardinal manufacturing, correct? That's what you're referring to? Cardinal and just mostly, you know, we just we, we stretch cardinal out now. And I think you've had um Chris Tolson on here from Eagle Manufacturing. Yes, awesome dude, by the way. Awesome. Yes. So mm-hmm. I met Chris at a Cardinal Manufacturing workshop. So each we have like twice a year we have workshops at Cardinal to teach other schools how to do the same thing. And that's how I met Chris, and he's a great guy and I think that's Eagle Manufacturing. Yes. Look at all the doors he's open now. So it's. Yes. Which is really crazy because there's a lot of collaboration as well. Like you're talking about Eagle Manufacturing, their their work with Pro Shop, ERP, which, you know, I, I know Paul Van Meter you know, very well. So it's like, it's crazy how all these individuals are connected. And even though it's a large dynamic world, it's also very tight knit and on a lot of small pockets and a lot of individuals helping one another. And I think that's just big reason why we have these conversations, man. So we're obviously, we're up to speed now where you're at, kind of what you're doing. And you gave us a little bit into it, but do you happen, would you be able to maybe dive in for those who may just be interested? Cause you're an inspiring guy. And, and I, I feel like what you're doing with Cardinal, what Chris is doing with Eagle, it's a great thing. So how else would you potentially recommend like building a student run program? Just maybe some surface level tips. Do you have anything for us? Um, yeah. You know, first of all, 
you got to find a teacher that's willing and passionate to take the program. And, you know, you can't, um, it's not a nine to five job teaching or running sure. a, um, a program like that. I guess, the, you know, we're, we wrote a book on it now. So in probably in a month or two, um, the Coke Foundation gave Craig um, quite a bit of money and sent film crews in, sent writers in. And we wrote a book, how to, how to start a car or how to start a student run business in your high school. And it's pretty much like day one, do this day two, do this day three, do this, you know, six months in, do this. The big thing is you got to find industrial partners like me or, you know, flex and mm -hmm. have them work with you, commit, you know, be open to it. You know, we all have to be in this together. We can't work against. And if I, if I work with an employee and he goes to somewhere else to work, that's great. I'm, you know, it's what I always say what comes around goes around. Or um, if you, if you do nice, good things to nice people, people do nice things to do. And that's really kind of my motto. There you go. Hey, you got a handful of mottos, phrases, and quips, man. And I love every single one of them. You know, speaking your hands, you know, the one is forgiving, one's for I just, I think that's great stuff. Some profound things we're talking about today. And so it's awesome that you actually, uh, you know, got that book in the works and have that going. That's just nothing short of impressive to just continue to carry on that legacy and have something that lives beyond yourself. I think that's, that is the essence of legacy. And with a, as a family man like yourself, you get the importance of that. So we're speaking of legacy, man. I mean, there are probably a lot of soft, cushy emotions involved with you getting you involved with working with young adults. But let's seriously, let's just talk about it, man. Um, you've really you've given me a little bit of insight, but I think there's a lot more than just feel goods that go into it for Matt. So, so let let us know, man. What got you involved in that direction, man? What pulled you that way? Well, just you know, I see, I see a lot of you know, fortunate here at MRS, we take people off the street that have some bad choices in school mm -hmm. or bad choices in life. And, you know, they're struggling. They have a family. They can't afford to go to school, but they're mechanically inclined. You can see they have that gift and talent. So we bring them in here and I have a great crew. We, we teach them a trade. And just through, through doing that, they go back to their younger days and they just never, nobody had, you know, nobody gave them leadership or direction or mentored them and, you know, broken homes. Look how many broken homes are today. And that's usually where it starts. So when I go, we go over there and I start working with these kids, you can see what ones are hungry and what ones are parented really well. And I usually, I'm, I'm attracted to the ones that are struggling or, or just don't see life as mm -hmm. a good choice. And sure. But you start working with them and you start, I start telling them my story and you know, like they kind of make them perk up a little bit. You keep in communication. That's, you got to keep in contact with them. Now, I mean, mm -hmm. of course, you got to be a little careful these days. You know, you don't want to, but just say, hey, good morning. Or that's what I always tell people every morning. I say, when you get up out of bed or you're tying your shoes, think of something to be grateful for every day. Amen. And just because if you think of something negative, your day's going to be negative. If you think of something positive, I guarantee you it's going to be positive. So I try to poke that into them, you know, be thankful for, you got to, you know, <laughs> I go over there one day and these kids are all upset. And I said, wait a minute. You go home tonight. Do you have a meal on your table? Yep. Do you have a roof over your head? Yep. Do you have a bed to sit, that, sit out on? Yep. I said you're 99 better than half half of a half of the world because some people don't have that. True. You know. <laughs> so, True story, bro. It's, yep. It's just it's it's how you look at things in life. Mm. And um, you know, one of my well, we have a gal here. Her name's Maddie, and I kind of talked about her a lot. But she was I met her as a freshman, and she was one of them 
people that were quiet, couldn't say two words, didn't know what she was going to do. And by the time she was a senior, you know, she could get up and speak in front of three, 400 people. And she was just, she's a grid. She's kind of the poster child for the cardinal manufacturing during that time. She's working here. She's, she's 22 years old now and she's running our five access equipment. She's a leader. And <laughs> those are the, those are the stories they like to hear. I mean, Beautiful. I have several of them. Yeah. That's, that's what motivates me to do it. And right. Right. And I can even imagine Matt, like, you know, just as much as I do. And it probably sometimes just breaks your heart because you want to help everybody. I just feel like that's the type of person you are where you just want to help everybody. And I'm sure there, there's plenty of times where you just can't, but, but bless your heart for just making the effort. Nonetheless, Matt, it reminds me of my wife. If, if I let that woman foster every child on this earth, I swear she would, I swear she would and bless her heart, you know, um, and, and, but, but kudos and respect to, to you for not only talking about it, but for also being about it and, and not just providing that fluff, but really providing the next generation and the underserved an opportunity to be served and to serve in tandem. So with that, another thing that you don't talk about a whole lot that I think is actually super gangster is, dude, you're on Fox Business News. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. You know, <laughs> some kid from a small town in Wisconsin with about 1,500 people, how did he get on Fox Business News? I got to well, know. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's like I say, you meet people, you do good and good people, good people do good things to you. So mm -hmm. back in, um, I think it was 2018, I met a guy by the name of um, Scott Paul. And he's a lobbyist for American Alliance out in Washington, D.C. And, and I don't quite sure how I met him, but I know I met him in Chicago, MTS. And I was telling him I was down here and I was going to attend this. This We're talking about the student-run program. He goes, hey, where is it at? And I go, be here at this time. And we'll meet me there. And sure enough, he did. So these Cardinal kids spoke and Craig got up and spoke. And he said, that's really inspiring. I like to learn more. So I sent him some information. And, you know, I got on Instagram. <laughs> we followed each other on Instagram. And then we just kind of became personally friends. Mm -hmm. So after a bike ride one night, I got, I checked my phone. I was writing down my three things I learned that night. And all of a sudden, I went to my emails, and all of a sudden, it was New York Times. Well, what the heck's the New York Times email and Matt Goosey for? I deleted it. <laughs> Half hour later, I get another one. You can go, oh, by the way, Scott Paul recommend that we talk to you. We want to write an article about um, cardinal manufacturing and the struggles you're having with supply chains. Can we call you tomorrow? And I said, sure. So the next morning, I got a call from him, and we set up an interview for 45 minutes. And uh, while we're thinking about writing an article, we'll get back with you. Well, two weeks later, they he, he emails me the copy and I read it. And what do you think? And I said, that's fine. You know, while we're thinking about running it, this is on a Monday night. Well, Tuesday morning, about nine o'clock, I started getting emails and phone calls. Hey, nice article. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Well, your name's in the New York Times. And I'm like, really? Okay. What? So I made kind of a funny joke here there my office staff and said that oh next fox news you'd be calling i was just kidding well but i'm here sitting here eating my dinner at my desk and they come walking in and go guess who's on the phone i said fox news i'm like oh yeah right no we're serious so i picked up the phone sure enough there they were <laughs> um they wanted to interview me they wanted to go on liz clayman's show live and i said sure well get in touch with you well this is on a wednesday 
uh, yeah, through Tuesday, Tuesday, and I didn't hear a word. And I was going to be live on a Wednesday. And uh, finally, I figured Tuesday morning, I better email them and see if this is legit or is this some kind of scam or what? Well, no, it wasn't. And then the next day they were there and I said, what are you going to ask me? Well, that's the producer's job. Well, then I got to the producer at one o'clock and I'm going to be live at 2.20 or something like that. Still didn't know what they're going to ask me. But anyways, found out what they're going to ask me and about a minute before. <laughs> so nice. that was pretty much all in the seat of my pants. And, you know, I, I guess... That's how I ended up on there and made a few friends from it. And you know, like I said, it's it's not what I've done. It's what everybody's done. You know, I give it's I am, like I said, Cardinal has been great. Those kids have been great. My team here has been great. And so my success is what they're doing. And that's why I say hire people smarter than you and get out of their way. <laughs> that's Amen. what I do. Amen. Amen. That, that's that's what I did with my marriage. I just married somebody smarter and prettier than I am, and I just stay out of the way, right? Yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll make it 33 years if I'm lucky. But no, that is uh Matt, this again, more profound, just crazy. You've had an interesting adventure. You're a very diverse human being, and, and that's it's so nuts. You make a joke and and they call you. So I'm starting to think that you're a wizard. I got my suspicions, but but, uh, but I'm, on, I'm on it. You better, you better catch it, man. So <laughs> with that being said, um, the really cool story and how random, but also pieces of content that are going to live with you for the rest of your life. To not only be in the, mentioned in the New York Times, but to like surprisingly find out, hey, I'm going to be on Fox Business News. Like that's just something, again, we're talking about legacy and Matt Goosey is establishing one indeed. So with that, um, we're going to start kind of uh, um, say winding down here a little bit in the conversation. I got a couple more things that I just have to know. And, and one of them is, is with you being a machine shop, you know, you're there, you're in the trenches, you're at the spindle. What's a really cool trend that you're seeing either in your shop or just in the machine shop industry in general? What are you seeing? What's something cool and worth talking about, man? Well, you know, there's lots of things you could talk about. Um, I guess one of the cool, well, ain't cool thing, but it's, it's, it's reality is, you know, capacity for machining is going here. Um, people going into the trade or shops are going there and we're at that fork right now and we have to do something about it. So I know a good friend of mine, Chris Powers, he started a company where up where he's actually hiring a software engineer and sticking with the machinist and he's doing some really cool stuff i think there's going to be more tech technology put into that where you know look at our major controls right now pretty much can program themselves with ai you just download the cad and you push a button and it spits out the program and so i think a lot of a lot of tech tech technical stuff's going to be coming in and because we're not i'm getting older people aren't coming in fast enough and i just that's why I'm trying to get more people into manufacturing because I, the careers are there. You know that. Mm -hmm. This is true. This is true. More than you and I could ever even imagine or, or you know, just even think of. But, but, but it's good to know that not only are you doing something good for the next wave and the next generation of manufacturing, but you're, you're also kind of creating a little bit of a feeder program for your business as well. And there's not a stinking thing wrong with that, right? I mean, how do you feel about it? Am I misrepresenting the thought? No, no. I, some people call it my farmer's club, like baseball. That's, exactly. That's 
Yeah, exactly. Which is smart. It's seriously smart because not only do you get to train these individuals in a way that would so happen to be beneficial like elsewhere, but it's also highly beneficial because if you find somebody who's a good fit, someone who, you know, their talent attracts you or you see the potential there, um, you get to directly benefit from that. But so does the other individual. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's synergy as far as as I'm concerned. And, and it's a very, very wise and noble thing to do. And if the, you know, the, the worst thing that happens is you impact somebody's life and you teach them a skill they no longer had before would never have been able to have the opportunity to learn that skill man that's a great thing for you and so lastly as we kind of wrap some things up you're, you're doing some great things obviously you know at the spindle outside of it doing lots of speaking things like that where can people like myself or all of our viewers here or anybody listening to the podcast after the live segment today where can we go to either keep up with you or to get more information man um you know, I, you can Google my name, Matt Goosey. That's the first thing, and you'll find it. Um, we're on LinkedIn, and also we're um, MRSMachiningCO.com is our website. That's probably the, the main areas. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. And I know you obviously do a little bit on LinkedIn, but but yeah, for anybody looking to keep up with Matt Goosey or MRS, a.k.a. Mrs. Machining. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you know exactly where to find him. So Matt, it's been a really wonderful conversation and I'm super thankful to have had you here on the platform and just the opportunity to tell your story, have you tell your story because there's so much more to you than I think that you'd ever be able to tell through a post or through a blog article or even a New York Times article, dang it. But um, but I'm very thankful to have somebody of, of your caliber, energy, enthusiasm and integrity on this specific platform. So with that being said, hey, we thank you, Matt. We thank each and every one of you for checking out this specific conversation. Make sure you check us out every week because we are going live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern featuring manufacturing's loudest, proudest, best, brightest, most passionate, and profound. So again, we thank each and every one of you. You all stay awesome. Hey, you stay flexing, and we will surely see you next time.